It's the Midnight Crockpot. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Midnight Crockpot. And that's right, you're in the right fucking place. It is midnight, it is Sunday, and that means the Midnight Crockpot is live. I am your host, uh, Wild Smile, and with me I have uh, Davy Crocco, my esteemed co-host. Davy, how you doing this fine evening? Oh, what is up, brother? How is everybody doing? Very good to be here. Ah, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. Uh, lots of changes. We have a big show tonight. Uh, I think we should. We say that every night. That's kind of a staple of a, a classic talk show. But we have a various assortment of topics tonight. We'll try to make it through all of them. But if there are, are any leftovers, uh, we'll do a leftover stream. I don't know exactly when, but we'll do a leftover stream for all of the remaining topics that. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out how it goes. But tonight we will be talking about Seattle replacing their police. That'll be fun. Minneapolis telling their citizens to be, quote, prepared to lose their wallet and to, quote, do as they say when confronted with criminals. Uh, Brian Callen, Me too We'll take a look at that. And another producer from Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. They're surrounded by creeps, folks. The entertainment industry, in a nutshell. Uh, Me too as well. We also have Fauci calling for Americans to wear goggles and to shut down more of the economy. So that'll be fun. Uh... And if we get to it, you see, apparently I left the wrong clip in, you know, and so in the description, that doesn't lead to the right clip. But Matt Gates uh, went at Jeff Bezos and it was a, an interesting in- interaction, but it was mostly pointless. Uh, but in either case, we have that. Uh, the ban on TikTok, Trump to ban TikTok, Microsoft to acquire TikTok and the ACLU uh, standing firm to stand for American values, American civil liberties, because we got to have those nurse TikTok videos. And then, chat, you get you get that opportunity to uh, make a Cedar Crow because I've heard that Owen Benjamin won his lawsuit. It's over. It's fucking done, folks. He got his three million. Bertardia is green light. Uh, so I have to sit here and uh, admit I was wrong. So well done, uh, Owen Benjamin. Three point five million dollars. It's no yeah, no small chunk of change. It's over. Burn it to the ground. I mean, that we we have to hold Owen Benjamin up as the free speech hero he's always been. And we're going to have to admit our wrongs uh, live in front of everybody because they keep asking, are you scared to talk about this? Why aren't you talking about this? Well, we do a weekly show. So do, do you think we we're going to fire one up in the middle of the week? To talk? I don't know what they were expecting there. Emergency. But- emergency. <laughs> Emergency stream. Owen won all lawsuits. See, I was uh, just get woke. Get woke. Go broke. Go broke. Yeah, we gotta. Oh man, we gotta fire up a couple of videos. I should have done that. I should have milked this thing for money as soon as I saw the quartering put out a video. That's that's the green light. I hate to use that term again, but it's come up in recent all- lexicon. We need all caps in our title. Fucking Patreon absolutely owned. Is it over? Oh, they're done. Fuck it. Like, I mean, you know, if I wasn't pressured by comments in the, the YouTube comment section, I would have waited for my meme veteran hat to come in the mail before I talked about it, because then <laughs> only then would I have the expertise and perspective to bring more clarity to the issue. OK, so we'll talk about that. And then we have. This is a story I have a feeling we're not going to get to, but zombie cicadas in West Virginia. Zombie cicadas. It's not something I ever considered, but uh, something a little different. It's like, the, it's, like murder, it's like those murder hornets or like, you know, it's like every couple of years they'll have one of these insects that comes out. Very strange. Yeah, super insects, man. I don't know why we're not putting them in like a fucking fighting arena. It seems like the clear like capitalist decision right like battle bots bug fights they do that shit in japan 
I'm sure they do, like, at their labs. I'm sure they have these little areas where these nerds all get together and do weird shit. I can just imagine the the Michael Vick of scientists. He's sitting there. He's like, my bug can fucking lift a car. Some, I, I could just imagine. That's a reality chat. Maybe 2021, 2022. Like, that's... Or, or they're making them. They're just the ones creating these things. Because it's always some weird mystery. We don't know how this happened. Just all of a sudden, this bug comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that, that article was super fucking strange. Yeah, so we'll take a short look at that. And then uh, to knock out the rest of the show, we have some unredacted Ghislaine Maxwell documents. Uh, we have Dershowitz trying to get a, a show or an episode of a show pulled because it, he said it was based on him, which is kind of weird. Like, it's, it's a strange admission, right? He goes on Tucker and, and talks about bringing his grandkids to Pedophile Island, which it. I, I, it was funny enough when he tweeted about it and said, no, I brought my kids with me. Like, bro! <laughs> and then he goes on Tucker and lets everybody know. I, I can't even it's believe it. strange how, like, Cernovich and his fucking disgusting ways and just such a leech is connected to two of these stories. Isn't that being, weird? Just, I mean, it's very strange that this guy is sneaking around and people... People are still out there arguing, praising this guy. Yeah, well, he helped Some take down Jeffrey hero. Epstein, man. Take down Jeffrey Epstein, wanted to unseal the documents. He changed his name to Twitter as like unsealed Epstein document, Cernovich or something. Like this is how brazen this asshole is. Just in case you guys don't know, Mike Cernovich did not have anything to do with unsealing documents in order to take down Jeffrey Epstein. He took he unsealed the documents as a proxy of Alan Dershowitz to harm the victims. That's from the victim's lawyer. That's what he said. That's what, yeah, so, alleged by the victim's lawyer. So, you know, big who statement. Knows? What, who am I? I'm, I'm not a YouTube lawyer. There's a picture. Proven that, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, we have had our YouTube. We've been debarred <laughs> on YouTube after the, the settlement. I, I got to bring up this fucking picture. I, I really think chat will appreciate it. Uh, here we are. This is why they hate me. Mike Cernovich, he tweeted this the other day. And, and he's quite right. It, maybe it's not the haircut. Maybe it's the shape of the face or the, or the complexion. I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there is something rather appe- unappealing about this uh, particular image. What are your thoughts, Davey? What, what do you think of uh, Mike Cernovich here? It's a good look. It, it is a good look. Is, is it why we hate you? No. There's plenty of plenty more valid reasons on the table why we hate you but it's a strong look gorilla mindset for sure that is the true gorilla mindset yeah do you think he used his wife's alimony payment to get that hairstyle went down to his salon said hey make me look like a douchebag and they said oh well i don't need to do any work sir and he says well make me look more douchey (sighs) i mean i've heard story i mean it's alleged and it is a rapist type look you know he has been alleged of doing that before but you know i'd meet him halfway at aggravated assaulter yeah you know i just beat her up i didn't really rape her that's a compelling argument yeah (laughs) i wish i could have seen a guy in fucking court say that that's that's why i really think court should be televised folks all right well that's a good good basic summary of what we're going to talk about tonight so let's Get into our first story. Seattle replacing the police. Bring up this article. I think this was on Zero Hedge, if I remember correctly. Yes, Zero Hedge. Written by Tyler Durden. Good old Tyler Durden. Now, 
Seattle moves to replace, quote, racist police with, quote, trauma-informed, gender-affirming, anti-racist organizations. Like, that's a mouthful. Uh, so this is, I, I glanced at this article, but I didn't really read into it. So uh, what are your thoughts on it? This, this is a lot. I mean, the whole part about gender affirming, anti-racist organization, basically what they're saying is how much can we demoralize the police at once? Because they went with to the full extent of abolish and defund, knowing that would never happen. But if you can completely demoralize police uh seattle pd's role if you can completely uh demoralize every officer where they feel like political punching bags if you can just completely take away their authority and power in the city then you're going to cause absolute chaos and then saying you're going to replace what you already have is high crime but you're going to replace the police who are there to prevent that already with basically social workers you're just asking for your city to have an uprising I mean, they're already in shambles. This is where the chop zone was. So to say that you're going to have some social workers step in and take over the role of some of these police officers, it's just complete. It's just idiocy. Trauma informed was the one that made like, what are they informed on trauma wise? I, I It's probably how to deal with people who have PTSD or something like that. But like you said, they're going to be social workers and we all know how effective social workers are. Hell, we know how effective government uh, employees are in general, it, it, you know, present company excluded chat anybody here that i don't mean you i mean everybody else but they have a reputation for being uh i don't know if lazy is the right word but ineffective is the precise word i would go for i mean if when think there, of it like when there's this. a bank being robbed when there's a murder in progress calling the police you don't need a gender affirming social worker to show up and uh, hash out the situation yeah we need charles fucking bronson from death wish to show up that's what we need nobody ever said oh we don't want a sheriff we don't want somebody that that maintains order within our town no one ever except for the people in charge that don't have to worry about it because they can hire private military groups and just some of the language and the documents on this thing, it's just insane reading some of them. Like you'll have them say, they just make these matter of fact now. Yeah. Um, especially in black communities, the council is committed to confronting structural and institutional racism as a fundamental step toward towards addressing the racist institution of policing. It's how many times you can fit institution and structural into a sentence. But then this one, and this is where I can see why the police officers are just like, fuck it, we're going to another precinct, or we're just going to go into the private sector. They'll say, For centuries and spread to other communities of color, the harmful impacts of white supremacy culture and the Seattle Police Department specifically role in perpetuating racism and violence. Now, there's many problems with police departments, from Masonic orders to unions to the fact that you could be a terrible police officer and just get transferred to another precinct. I mean, there's plenty of things to work on police departments. I'm not one of these people that come out and say 99% of police officers are just great guys. They're not. They're, a lot of them are terrible people. Completely getting rid of them, especially at a time like this, you're just opening yourself up to mass chaos. And you're also kind of playing into the hands of the people that want to send more uh, National Guard and fe federal officers in. Uh, it's just not going to lead to a good situation. I, I would love to see the look on criminals' faces in the air. It's a good time to be a criminal, by the way. You know, there's more to gain here. You know, I can I can see a lot of these police officers just saying, fuck it. 
I know how the police work. I'm just going to sell drugs. Unless you murder or rape somebody like right in front of them, they really aren't going to do anything. They're letting so many people out of the prisons as it is that they're not really going to put somebody in for what they're going to consider a low level crime. But I did find something interesting. Um, and I don't think we really have to pull up the article for this, but this goes, this was a article written, uh, May 13th of 2019 and it's called what Seattle police said in their exit interviews. So they've been having this problem in Seattle way before chop became a thing way before we've seen these mass protests. Uh, it's been happening a long time there, at least five, five years where they've been really ramped it up because um, a lot of these officers were hired after 2010 but you'll have officers saying stuff like officers are feeling that they are nothing more than a political punching bag these are their exact words they are the sacrificial lambs on the altar of so-called police reform Not a single officer i talked to knows what the end game is what's expected of us and if there's even a finish line in sight for this quote fundamental change at the quote core of our department while pay may again be competitive if a contact is ever ratified high pay does me no good as a sole provider of home if i am ever on unpaid administrative leave blah 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 so they basically just get into a bunch of shit like calling us murderers they're calling us racist and they're just like you're gonna see a mass exodus we're not we're not gonna just take this shit all day and and a lot of these people went to neighboring departments. A lot of them left the force for private uh, private firms. A lot of them just said, fuck it. I'm done. Just done being a police officer. Yeah, I would if I was them, you know, it, I, I would hate to think how much that would suck, considering you typically go years into, you know, the career and having to pivot randomly to a new fucking profession is a bit of an inconvenience to say the least but uh maybe firefighting those you can't go on those cop power trips at your new job fucking at the grocery store oh i would love to see that (laughs) like walking up to a fire and going hey hey what you on hey let me pulls up flashlight tries to kneel on it like again there's like so many shit police officers there's so much wrong with police forces replacing them defunding them getting rid of them and then trying to replace them with someone that even uses the term gender affirming uh you're setting up you're setting yourself up for quite the shit show yeah yeah and i do think become a pi that's a really good idea pi that'd be badass i'd become a pi Everything I've seen in movies, PI seems pretty cool. But when you see the average private investigator, it doesn't seem that cool. You've got a point. Depends depends what you're doing. Depends what you're doing, I guess. You do have a point. Although I just like in my head, I think of my it's like a detective, but you don't play by the rules. You know, that's the job everybody's always wanted. When I was little, I swore I was going to be pet detective like Ace Ventura. So, like, I had these dreams and aspirations myself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I did actually those... watch a thing the other day, too, about uh, a private investigator that solved the disappearance and murder. Yeah, that's Seattle. We'll get into our uh, next topic doing. here. Yeah. So, don't move to Seattle. As bad as California might be, I can definitely mark Seattle off the fucking map with a red X. No interest in going there. <laughs> But uh, have you heard about Minneapolis, Davey? Paradise in Minneapolis. There's been a red X over Minneapolis for me. Now I can't. They're coming for him, chat. He's he's going uh, in and out. You know, the people that got off the grid that they used to make fun of as, as crackpots and all this stuff, crackpots, you look at them now and say, man, they had the right idea. The, the McVeighs of the world, you know, 
people wanted to give these guys a bunch of shit? I think they had the answer. Well, Would you want to be in Minneapolis right now? Let's see what they're up to. They're, let's see what their police and uh, uh, local elected and elected officials are telling them. Good stuff right here. Oh, wait, this is in fact an archive. There we go. So, Minneapolis is officially now Somalia, this person says. And why would they say that? Uh, well, the police, they, uh, here, let me, let me read from the actual document. I'll put that up for a second. With the archive, you can't pull up the, uh, Minneapolis, City of Lakes. Attention, 3rd Precinct residents, July 28th, 2020. Robberies and carjackings have increased in our precinct. Cell phones, purses, and vehicles are being targeted. Some victims have been maced, dragged, assaulted, and some threatened with a gun. Most of these crimes have occurred north of 42nd Street East. 100 robberies and 20 carjackings have been reported to the 3rd Precinct Police in July alone. Downtown and uh, southwest Minneapolis have seen an increase as well. We want those who live and work here to be safe. Safe. Robbery prevention tips. Don't walk alone. Okay, fair. Uh, be hyper aware of your surroundings at all times. Pay attention. Good advice. Carry only items you need and carry less cash. Okay. And then we have this one, a banger. Be prepared to give up your cell phone and purse slash wallet. Have keys already in your hand as you approach your car. Despite our efforts, <laughs> robberies may still occur. Do not argue or fight with the criminal. Do as they say. Do as they say. I, I don't even know, like, there no. isn't a funny thing I can say here. Uh, why don't you give us your take? Well, I was trying to see the size of Seattle's third precinct, just seeing the the hundred robberies and 20 carjackings, not to mention the shootings. You know, they, they don't like to put an exact number on those, I see. But if you go through those uh, bullet points, they're telling you live in fear. On a day-to-day -day basis, live in fear, and we're not going to be there to help you. If something does happen, be a good witness. When you call 911, be prepared to answer many questions. How many suspects? Age, height, complexion, uh, black, tall. Uh, you know, like be ready with these answers. But we've already heard numerous phone calls that have been leaked where they call the 911 and these people are just aren't going to help them. They're just going to tell them straight up like we can't get involved. And then even if they do, most of these places are having... You know, I don't know how many nights in a row in Minneapolis they're protesting. They can't even get to some of these areas. Or if they do, they know they have to get through a line of protesters. I would not want to be in this area and I would move immediately. Yeah. And they didn't they Minneapolis is the place they just burnt the fuck down. So, hey, aren't you glad, police chief, that you got on your knees? You didn't even get on his knees. He laid down on his belly with his hands behind his back as she, they chanted. Please, please. Please, she. Oh, oh uh, yeah, it wasn't their chief. It was like someone beneath her, I think. I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I don't even know. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, they were chanting. Uh, I don't remember what they were chanting at him, but I remember one guy yelling, it's, it's not enough, but it's a start as you have the chief of police like on his belly submitting to you it's like it's still not enough it's yeah they all blur together at this point i don't know it was minneapolis the one where they asked him if he would defund the police and he was like well you know we can't really do that and they just like fucking kicked him out it was one of these it was portland minneapolis or seattle one of the uh one of the ones in the triangle of death that's uh, popped up across the country. But one of the, I, I don't know. It was one of the mayors. It was one of the mayors. Like, he got kicked out of one of their fucking yeah. hippy-dippy, uh, quote, peaceful protests. Yeah, it was the mayor. Just, you know, animatic.
and I, you know, just say outright that, yeah, we're going to defund the police. Like, yeah, that's going to do really good for my reelection. Oh, man. Yeah, no, Jacob Ray, I think it was, was his name, is the mayor of Minneapolis. Yeah. Even oh, though he nice. completely did like- everything they wanted, they still fucking threw his ass out. Never good enough. It's I like never- that they have carjacking prevention tips, too. Oh, yeah. Never Let's take a look. leave anything of value in your car. <laughs> never leave your car running unattended, of course. Many dr- many victims were dropping off food or other deliveries. Yeah, so, like, you go to help these people, you know? You probably go to drop off some food at some fucking homeless compound down there, and they just fucking beat the shit out of you, stab you, and steal your vehicle. But, hey, if you memorize your license plate number, you're you're just off to a good start, so... Sorry about your car, though. <laughs> just like ah. the sentence, be hyper-aware. Not even be aware. Be hyper aware of your surroundings. Pay attention. I have to reiterate this too. Now that we don't have police, that means we get a tax break, right? Because we're not paying for police anymore. Oh no, Congress just gives themselves a raise again. Ah, that's where that money went. And school's not opening. You would think you'd be getting a fat check back, but nope. Let's let's keep all that money. It's going somewhere. It's going right into the fucking governor's pocket. Like but usual. Yeah, I think the third precinct was I think the third precinct was the one where they were having um, a lot of the, the fires. And I think it's pretty close to where the autonomous zone was from what I can see. But not very, not very big to have that much crime. I mean, if they put a uh, population right next to that, it would have really, you know, just how many people are in the third precinct, how many blocks. Uh, to police officers are they patrolling it would be a very small area for that much crime oh man well who am i to stand in their way of their utopia you know they just want to i don't know this is democracy right this is the democracy they voted for that's what i hear all the time burn it down yeah let them burn it fuck it fun have a fucking blast Here's, a, here's another one from the Star what Tribune. They Minneapolis police face staffing challenges as violence rises. The shortage highlight the challenge uh, facing the city beleaguered by police force as it faces calls for its defunding or even abolishment. So, yeah. So, what is it? More than 10% of the force uh, straining department resources. So, they're down at 10% of the force. 100 officers quit or left. So there's more to patrol. Yeah, yeah, this is there's the, more crime, and there are fewer people to deal with it. And this is the trend you're seeing in all of these cities um, that protests have really skyrocketed. But um, you know, everything, everything that we're talking about, you have to factor in how the uh, CV applies to everything. I mean, this is just uh, the new normal and the new world that we're in. So you're looking at communities that people aren't going back to work. They're taking advantage of these social welfare programs, being handed money to stay home. Uh, in a time like this where you're not worried about going to jail for low-level crimes and you're seeing people literally just throw Molotov cocktails at Capitol buildings, you're probably going to bend the rules a little bit yourself. So there, there's like a graph in this article, too, where it says uh, – The reported crimes, police stops, and other metrics have fell across June and July, but gunfire has increased dramatically. And the graph is just like this insane spike in fucking gunfire reports while uh, police stops and police use of force is literally at an all-time low. Oh, so this is what Trump meant when he tweeted law and order in all caps about a dozen times? I think he fixed everything. It seems fixed to me. 
Seems fixed to me. Well, uh, I think that about covers that. And he you did wanna... it with build the wall and look at look at that beautiful wall. Look at that big beautiful wall. The BBW I always wanted. Still nowhere to be seen. They tweeted it tweeted it so many times it just came into fruition well that's one way to live your life hopefully for sure. it would i mean maybe with law and order if he tweets it you know maybe at the thousandth time it has to be all caps the same every time magically we'll get to this paradise where we're all holding hands singing kumbaya by the fire uh, well the i look forward Capitol to that day 2020 trump 2020 Roasting marshmallows with a MAGA hat around a Capitol building that's on fire. Because, you know, Antifa burnt it down, you know. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, tell my grandkids about this. It's so wholesome, right? Like, it, we're watching American history that will probably be forgotten about by the time we become older uh, be created right before our eyes. It's kind of beautiful in a way. But hey, Davey, have you heard about a, a guy named Brian Callen? Brian Callen. Yes, I have. It sounds familiar to me. If anyone's not familiar with Brian Callen, I know that you are the biggest of uh, Brian Callen. You know, and you don't know the most about Brian Callen, but I can just tell you, uh, he has a podcast with uh, an ex fighter, an ex MMA fighter turned comedian named Brendan Schaub, terrible comedian. He's a lifelong, basically stand up comedian. He was on Mad TV. His claim to fame would be he's really good friends with Joe Rogan. He's been on the podcast a million times. Uh, he does like the Fight Companion podcast with Joe Rogan. And he also had a podcast with uh, Will Sasso and Chris D'Elia called the 10 Minute Podcast. So he's like really good friends with Chris D'Elia, who obviously just went through similar accusations. But I mean, they went pretty hard on Brian Callen here. Damn. Well, they really came at him with both barrels, too. It's it's like the entire comedian scene is just like dropping off like flies. Like that movie Battle Royale where the kids have to like fight each other to the death for to survive. I feel like that's what we're watching. But in regards to people getting uh, assault allegations laid against them. Uh, but yeah. And a lot of the a lot of these guys aren't working. Like their main spot is the uh, L.A. Comedy Club, uh, you know, where Joe Rogan, that that's his home, he calls it. This is where they work. So they pretty much had this. If I'm assuming Ryan Callen doesn't have numerous sources of income coming in show he was working on, you know, just, you know, if they took away the shop and said, you know, we're not going to be filming during the coronavirus doesn't have any other podcast he does. I mean, this is pretty much main source of income for him so as we go here we'll get into why that's a problem I have some theories yeah yeah so i'll go ahead and read the uh, first paragraph here uh, as soon as she saw his name katherine fiore tigerman what a fucking surname uh, broke out in a cold sweat her shirt damp she scrolled through the text messages from her best friend alerting her that comedian krista elia was being accused of sexual misconduct by scores of women on twitter she never once she never watched the comedian stand up she just knew that he was the best friend of brian callen a fellow comedian and actor and callen she'd long told those closest to her had once raped her oh, insane right um so i haven't heard this story i haven't read through the details but i heard that he got me too and that's just about it um i mean you're you're going full-on rape though you're not she, saying full-on rapist messages yeah. you're not saying he did this or that like you you take it to the level of rape and i'm i'm, I'm guessing this is like a, a two decade old story by his accounts it's a 20 year old story or when she's claiming it was was 20 years ago i believe you're going full double barrel he raped me now, listen, 
I know if Brian Callen did this, if anybody was to fall out of the Rogan crew, I thought it would be Brian Callen. This guy is an absolute creep. He's done a lot of weird shit. Just like, uh, just like Chris D'Elia, he also played a, a pedophile on one of his roles that he did. Chris D'Elia liked doing that. He liked playing pedophiles on shows, but Brian Callen did too. Uh, it was I forgot the name of the show. I have to excuse me for that, but just look it up. I'm sure you guys could find Brian Callen. It was like a one of those teenage shows too, and he just played this real sick fucking character. Brian Callen, he will not stop going after these people. They got Dalia, and he has not said a fucking peep since. Brian Callen's going the opposite direction. But what else did this woman, this uh, Me Too woman, that we must believe all of them have to say? Well, I, she. It, it... It sounds like a novel, the way she she uh, describes it. Uh, I, I don't know. When I read something like this and it sounds like a novel, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so within moments, she said she found herself in his bedroom where he pushed her down on the mattress. He ran his hands all over her body and she said she kept saying no. Her mind drifted to a crime show she'd recently seen on TV in which a woman repeated her name out loud to her abuser in an attempt to humanize herself to him. So I said, I'm Catherine. I'm Catherine. It's me. Please. This is not what I want to be doing right now, she said. And he's like, you're going to love this. We're just going nope. to get this out of the way. You're going to love <laughs> this. You're going to be my girlfriend. Now that's that's fucking romantic, I gotta say. I mean, Yikes. no could mean yes, but I don't know what fucking victim group she was in that just said, say your own name. Because I would just be confused you know, if there was no no before it. You know, if you're just in the middle of a, you know, messing with a chick and she just starts saying, I'm Catherine. <laughs> like, it would just be alarming right there. That would be worse than a no. But uh, check this out. So Tigerman said that after the 1999 encounter was over, she immediately began crying and searching for her underwear. Her bottoms had been thrown on the ground where Callan's dog had chewed holes in them. Noticing her tears, he tried to calm her down. Oh, come on. What am I, a big bad rapist? I'm not a big bad rapist. <laughs> she said he told her. <laughs> Come on, you're going to be my girlfriend now. We needed to get this out of the way. Callan did not respond to a question about this comment. I hope he did it in his really terrible acting that he does too. Am I bad rapist? Oh, I thought this was a casting call. I thought you were, I, I thought I was trying to get a part in your movie. I'm assuming what's happening here is see a vulnerable time where they can just go after somebody. I yeah. already got one of the friends. It's, it's, he said, she said, people and other comedians I've listened to, the knock on him is like, yeah, he'll literally fuck anything. Like I was listening to Sam Tripoli earlier. He was like, yeah, he's just, he's just known as like a, he called them a poon hound, which was a, a term. I don't know. I think like my, my father would use or something, but he called him a poon hound and that's how he was known. But well then let's see we got twitter or not twitter uh, a reddit and this is his response we take a look at his uh what this man has to say for himself could you put up the tweet of his first did you already play the whole clip of him talking Nah, it wouldn't play oh, okay I, I could get you that clip pull up the uh twitter thing i sent you Okay. of uh brian callen just wording you know where you put up the little statement because that came first and then i can just get you the link to his like straight instagram post and i'm sure that'll play here you go here's the uh first statement to put up this is so after the la times puts this article out brian callen immediately tweets this let me be very clear i have never raped forced myself upon any woman nor offered to trade stage time for sex i'm sure that's a lie ever 
all caps. The horrific and false allegations originated in today's LA Times will be addressed in detail in a special Saturday night edition of my podcast, The Fighter and the Kid, tomorrow. I will not allow cancel culture to subvert what I know and as importantly, what these women know is the truth. Now, a couple things, man. It's not his podcast. It's his and his partner's podcast. So let's just say we get 100 episodes in, buddy. We're fucking doing great, you know? And then some broad comes along and accuses one of us. I'll just say me for the record. You know, I'll, I'll, I won't put you in that position. Be generous, they yeah. Me of some, yeah. I'll be generous and put myself in this weird situation. And, and, they, and some a- accusations come out. My statement coming out to say, like, nah, this bitch is lying. I'm not going to be plugging my podcast name with those allegations. <laughs> right. I, I don't want the word... I don't want the word rape and my podcast in the same thing. So what I'm assuming happened is because Saturday was yesterday and that podcast never happened. I am assuming he went back to his partner, Brendan Schaub, and was like, "Okay, yeah, we have to address these things. And I'm assuming his partner said, yeah, that's not fucking happening. We'll be probably getting a guest host and you will not be on the show for a while until this shit is cleared up. That's what I'm assuming happened. And if that didn't work, Big Daddy Rogan probably had to come in and tell him you're going to put out a statement and you're going to shut the fuck up. Yeah, you think so now we could... the fucking uh, thumb father came forward and said, hey, you capitals no need to stay in fucking line. No doubt. No doubt about it. He had to step in because Shab's an absolute retard, his partner. But he's smart enough to know, like, dude, you just got accused of rape. Like, you're not going to yeah. do a special podcast that has our brand, everything we've worked for to hash out your fucking, you know, put your manifesto on why you didn't rape. So we don't want to talk about rape and be, you know, because you're going to be calling, even if it's not true, even if he's 100% innocent, it's not a good idea to go on the podcast and put all that out there. Just handle it, get it taken care of. And then when, if you're vindicated, all, there's always going to be the court of public opinion where he could never be vindicated if he didn't do it. But if every, if you know the real people know that you had nothing to do with this, then you'll have a way better story to come back with. You don't want to just start talking about rape on a special Saturday night edition of my podcast. So I just thought that was an interesting little wrinkle to it that uh, he said he was going to have a special podcast and like that obviously got shut down. He can't even fire up his own podcast. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, how <laughs> you would think he would have the common decency to just fire up a YouTube live stream and just, I don't know, troll everybody. That's what I would do. Oh, yeah. I'm going to so address either, this real quick and then just leave the room. So either he made the statement without ever talking to his partner or they agreed to do this and Rogan said, no, 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 you're not doing that, you know, for the sake of your channel, for the sake of your show, uh, you're going to put out a stupid Instagram post to a bunch of paid for followers. Um, we'll act like we support you for now and you're going to lay low for a while after that. So I think he even mentions that he's going to be taking a hiatus from the podcast. But uh, yeah, let's listen to our friend Brian Callen. Yeah, let's see what he has to say for himself. Speak your speech. Now, guys, this is brutal. Like I am, uh, you get a lot of advice from a lot of different people. And it usually falls into two different categories. Either they tell you to post a statement and disappear, or they say, lay low and let the news cycle pass you by. Well, for better or for worse, I'm not doing any of that. I never thought in a million years that I'd be sitting here defending myself against something I did not do 21 years ago. 
So this is me saying that I categorically and absolutely deny all the allegations against me. I wanted you to see me say that. I didn't want to post some stale statement. I wanted you to hear that come out of my mouth. I have been characterized as someone that no one, no one who knows me, not my friends, not my family, not my fans would ever recognize. And that's because that's not who I am. That is not what I, that's not something I could do. Those are things not never did things that I could, I couldn't do. Those are not things that I would ever do. That is not how I have ever lived my life. And by the way, this is not, this is not a video about cancel culture. This is not a video, it's certainly not a video about the Me Too movement. I, I happen to believe, and it's taken me, to be completely honest, it's taken me a while to come to this conclusion to understand this. I believe that the Me Too movement is one of the most important movements of my lifetime because for the first time in history, it gives women recourse against Jesus the abuse Christ. of power. And that makes the world a better place. <laughs> and that is not a political statement. That's just fair play. And I believe Does this in fair, feel fair play, to you. But I also believe in due process. And Oof. we live in a very strange time where anybody can make an allegation against you and you are guilty until proven innocent. It, it's just a fact that social media and the press alone can act as judge, jury, and executioner. And I don't think that's good for anybody. And by the way, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to fix that. I, I don't think anybody in particular is even to blame. But when something like this happens, this is pretty much the only way you can defend yourself. So this is me standing up and, and, and saying that I have been falsely accused of terrible things that I did not do. And that's what I have to say. Thank you for listening. And I want to thank my fans for rallying around me. I, 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 it, your comments mean so much to me. And to be honest with you, I need them right now. Um, I, I will be taking a leave of absence, obviously, from my podcast. Leave of absence, yep. Uh, yeah, he's, he's that's real it. close to crying, dude. Uh, oh, he, he cried. He cried. Well, he when cried when Chris did. Chris, yeah. This is such narcissistic behavior. Yeah. It's so the they tell you to do all these things and this voice that he never speaks in. You know, he's always like really animated, really annoying. Um, so he's like using this fake voice. They'll give you all this advice to either lay low and or either, you know, just write a stale statement. I don't want to give a stale statement. Here's my stale statement about me too. It's like, ugh, dude absolutely fucking cucked handed them his I fucking mean, balls and dick on a silver platter right to him and they tell you not to lay low i'm not going with their advice but i'll be taking a leave of absence from my podcast you know what it, you think he made that decision oh you no, think hell no he chose no 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 no. he was told you will not be on the podcast for a while so you'll be seeing a lot of theo vaughn you'll be seeing yeah. a lot of will sasso Ooh, someone said yeah someone told me uh someone wrote a comment Lean into this. Someone wrote to him. Lean into it, Brian. Just bring up, start, the, start up that podcast with Dalia again. Yeah, make it seriously, right? And then he could give a story about how it actually happened, and it's just comedically fucking over the top. It'd be pretty good. If they both came out on a show and at, you know, if they didn't do any of this shit, that's the number one thing. You know, neither of them done any of this shit. And like, if I'm leaning towards it, I'm leaning towards Brian Callen would have to way before Chris D'Elia would have to. And who knows? This woman could be lying, but he could have did it to another woman and she'll come out of the woodwork. Who knows? But if they didn't do it, 
that would be the perfect show to come out with the, the fucking victory lap yeah all. the fact that he's not firing up a podcast he doesn't have anything to put forward because it's so long ago i don't even know if we're talking about text days or, or email or, or you know anything to prove his innocence so he's almost kind of fucked in that regard like at least chris D'Elia could be like no 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 she texted me and then i she cropped out this part you know there's like recourse to that this is just a he said she said in today's climate she says she says yeah it's it's at the point where well we've got one person's word over another and that leads us fucking nowhere so unless they start pulling up fucking camera footage uh which i doubt it, this is the situation we're in. He's probably blacklisted forever. His career is over. And this person got their little uh, their article made about them. So I hope they're really happy. They came out with the I'm Catherine podcast. I'd fucking die. Oh, That'd be funny. Yeah, w- that would be peak comedy. It would be funnier than anything Chris Daly or Brian Callen have done. She comes out with it. It was, it was just a, a fucking prank bro pro- podcast. Like, oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> Kiss my ass. He... He just canceled himself. He just canceled himself. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna do his own show, and that comes from the top. I mean, the like if you played a clip from their show, it's gonna be the same copyright claim as if you played a clip from Joe Rogan's show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all under the same umbrella. It's all they're all a unit like that. So people are gonna start questioning Rogan. I've heard theories that this is an attempt to take him down by taking the people around him down. The problem with that is his connections with Dalia weren't that close. Callen's close, but it's not enough that you're going to have to come with a lot to try to take Joe Rogan down. He's got, in this world, real fuck you money. Yeah, especially with that Spotify deal, man. He's he's doing just fine. I'm really looking forward to the next Alex Jones, Eddie Bravo podcast, though. That's going to be a banger episode. Anytime, anytime those two guys get together in a room, it's a it's an interesting show. Yeah, so like in their in their little world of of podcasters, like J- Joe Rogan sitting at the top of them, and they all fall in line with with what goes on from there. So Brian Callen really has no other recourse. He has no other avenues. Like his partner has an extra podcast with Theo Vaughn. He has all these other things going on. Brian Callen only has that one show to make his statement to reach the most people. So the fact that he can't even do that, it says a lot on where he fits in in the hierarchy. Yeah, he can't even you know really get his voice heard on the main platform, and he doesn't really have the support of his associates. They're they're like, Ed, you're not bringing me down with you, fuckhead. Which I kind of you're, understand. You're, oh, what I was going to say was out of all the fucking people that people talk shit about on their shows, Eddie Bravo was Eddie Bravo is probably the most normal one that doesn't have these actual, you know, six skeletons in their closet. But like if Joe Rogan was a real friend, which he's obviously not going to be, I understand why he wouldn't have Chris D'Elia on. Chris D'Elia doesn't matter. But like Brian Callen supposedly like been like one of his closest friends for like over back from Mad TV days. So you're talking 20, 25, 30 years. Damn. If he believed him, he'd have him. He'd have him on. Yeah. And I think they they probably buy 100 percent what the lady, you know, what the lady said. And I hate to say it, but they would know from more experience with him how likely of a situation that is. I mean, fuck it. If that happened to any of my friends, I don't associate with anyone that's like that. I would be very quick to come out and say, yo, I know this guy. He ain't like that. I'd have his back. 
I mean, I'm of course it's not a career. You, you know, I know it's different when you when you have a network and of uh, associates and capos, the lower comedians beneath you. <laughs> but I don't know. It just comes off so fucking ruthless. Oh, it is LA. That is true. So let's. Uh, Reddit had acquired what appears to be quotes from him. It says, "Why I don't believe Brian." So here are these quotes. Quote, they say to make a statement or lay low. I'm not doing that. Put out a statement on oh, Twitter. Yeah, this, is, this, this is all from, yeah, it's kind of all from that statement and they just pick it apart. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's extrapolated from that. So then I think we basically said all this. This isn't about cancel culture. Talks about how social media news are trying to cancel him. <laughs> social media is judge, jury, and executioner. I don't think it's good for anybody and I don't know how to fix that. Expects a video posted to social media to exonerate him. <laughs> This isn't about the Me Too movement. I've come to learn it's the most important movement of my generation. Argues against it constantly before his own accusations and is fighting in the exact opposite direction of the movement when it applies to him. So I would have respected him a little bit, and I probably would have believed him too. If he came out and said, look, this didn't fucking happen. I, it's not true. Get fucked. And then left it at that. Like, it's not, I'm not. I'm not going to admit to something I didn't do and I'm sure as hell not going to go down without a fight. Big shout out to this Reddit. Like I have never seen a fucking Reddit. Like if you want to know anything about Callan or Brennan Schaub or, you know, their show, the fighter and the kid, like if this motherfucker says something anytime, like if this guy fucking farts, they're going to have it enhanced to put it like they know every fucking thing. So, like, when this shit went down, like, this is your news source to get everything that is the Brian Callen rape accusation story. Yeah. Like, well, they, just, they just have it all clipped up perfectly. Like, it's great. <laughs> That's one of the things about Reddit, as insufferable as the site as a whole is, like, all the default sure. subreddits, there is a lot of good subreddits there with very specific information for very specific things, certain subcultures. Uh, there is good information there. You just have to sift through a lot of fucking fedora-wearing assholes. So that, that puts us uh, right at the uh, midnight, or not the midnight hour, the one o'clock hour. So, uh, <laughs> shit, I'm a little behind. If you can't tell, I'm a little rusty today. But uh, That's right. welcome back, everybody. Nice little break. Nice little intermission. Nice way to break things up. So yeah, it's nice. Very yeah. Nice. I, I love that Dr. Phil's uh, gatekeeping the white ethno state for everybody. I was concerned that she might get in for a second. She looks passive. She was trying. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I mean, who can blame her? I, I'm sure the uh, the scenery is really nice, nice neighbors and everything. But uh, with that, we've got a few, uh, quite a few more stories. So normally, Dave and I talk in, during the break to figure out what stories we're going to pull, pick and pull. So we'll be doing uh, on the fly news curation uh, on the show. So you know, that's how that's how what's the word dedicated we are to keeping this show a little bit fresh. If I was to guess what's going on, just. I would guess we're going to do uh, Fauci TikTok Owen. Fauci TikTok Owen. Yeah, that's I don't know if we're going to get to Maxwell. You know, maybe that would yeah. be a good um, just standalone thing we could work on is just do the sure. Maxwell video on its own. Yeah. Owen could take a minute. Yeah. yeah. We could get down on the rails on that one. That, that is a topic that will probably lead into the end, I think. So I'll bring up our clip uh, with Trump announcing that uh, he is going to be banning TikTok. And this story, it's what I would consider too little too late. If this came out when all of those people were posting those pretentious fucking videos, I'd have been a happy guy. Now, I don't really give two shits 
it almost brings more public awareness to TikTok than they already should have. Here's a clip here. Let's go ahead. At the end of the day, you can't really ban TikTok. Yeah, there's there's going to be a way around it. Yeah, let's hear our president, Donald Trump. Man, he, he's not looking good, by the way. Like, just... I remember seeing the comparison picks with Obama over the course of his years as president, and I think we're seeing this again with Trump. Like, he, he looks rough. I mean, this guy that loves the battle... And like he tweets all, I mean, I don't think he does all his tweets, but this guy's up all hours of the night. They say, you don't know where he gets the energy. Well, fucking drugs. Of course, that's where he's getting the energy. But like, that shit takes a toll on you when you're, how old is he? He's got to be 70s, right? I want to say he's close to, I want to say he's older than Bernie Sanders. Like, didn't he call it Bernie Sanders old? And Bernie's like, you're older than I am, you dick. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like number one, just life just takes a tear, tear on you. But even if you're not doing anything as president, even if you're just a placeholder or whatever you do, if you're lazy, you're constantly being annoyed. It oh, just yeah. ages you. There's always some fucking event or someone that was a lobbyist has to get this from you or your fucking Zionist overlords need you to go out and give this speech. Like it's nonstop. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. So you can definitely see it in his eyes. He just fucking he looks tired, man. And I'm not even making fun. Like, oh, low energy. I'm not even mocking him. Like, he looks. This is not 2016 Trump we're looking at. You can clearly see the the fucking energy has just been drained from him. And again, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's just he's maybe not handling it as well as I expected. Uh, but I don't even think I could, to be quite honest. It is a tremendous amount of bullshit to deal with every day. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to play the clip here. We're looking at TikTok. We may be banning TikTok. We may be doing some other things or a couple of options. But a lot of things are happening. So we'll see what happens. But we are looking at a lot of alternatives with respect to TikTok. All right. So that pretty much we don't really need to watch the uh, rest of the 30 seconds there. I mean, so he literally speaks in nothings. Like, when he says stuff, if you really listen to him, he says nothing. Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the same as, like, fucking... I mean, he just tweeted it the other day. Like, I know it's a running meme, running joke, but, like, he literally tweeted the other day that he was still monitoring the situation about social media censorship. Like, two days ago, he tweeted that. I mean, it's, like, a running joke that, like, he's never going to be able to do anything about internet censorship. We know this. He's not going to – he doesn't want to. He doesn't care, and it's just never going to get done. But the fact he doesn't even know that that's, like, a huge joke against him, that he would tweet that out, because they always tell you, oh, he's got his pulse on the social media. He knows how to do that. Like, well, his social media manager must have missed that, like, I don't know, 50% of the fucking uh, younger generation, whatever they would call themselves conservatives, always bring up that line, monitoring the situation, basically meaning we're not doing shit. We have our eye on it, but we'll do something when we damn feel ready. And he tweeted that out during the, the when Zuckerberg was in front of Congress like a year ago. Everyone was like, are you still monitoring it? Like, how much, how long can you monitor this situation? So the fact he would tweet it out like two days ago, it just, I think he's just mentally clocked out. Yeah, I, I, like I'm with you on that. He's just over the whole thing. He, he, like, he wanted the win. They selected him for, you know, to serve his purpose. He's got the division going. Um, I could see, I guess, really see him mixing it up, making him lose and, uh, you know, just, just stoking more division, put, you know, putting more fires or, or they'll keep him in and we'll get, uh, you know, we'll probably get the war.
Yeah, I hate to say it, but I don't know that Biden can. I, I mean, I don't want Biden to beat Trump, but the only other person they brought forward is somebody arguably far times worse. Like we're supposed to Here's, be outraged because of the grabber by the the pussy uh, tape, but then Joe Biden is on fucking camera for hours just creeping on kids. Yeah, here here's the problem. This is if you believe in elections and you believe that the voting's not rigged and they don't just pick somebody beforehand and the whole thing's for show. So just if you're in that paradigm and you believe that Trump needs an adversary, Biden's basically just dead. They don't know where he is. They don't know what he's doing. He basically just shows up to these rallies, says whatever no one listens but like he's not someone that trump can engage with on a daily basis like hillary will give you that back and forth where they were really visceral it really depends on just how the debates go like that that's all it actually comes down to when two people are next to each other and they're having it out that's how people side if you believe this stuff is real which i don't but it's still fun for entertainment yeah biden versus trump on the debate stage will be really good i think i will be disappointed if it's not at least something to laugh at for a minute because trump say you know there's a lot to be said about the guy but one of his one of the things he's really good at is that he is relentlessly in or he's relentless in his mocking and he's really talented at it so and, and joe biden is is a fucking goof He's, he's I mean, not they, even in his head. They, so they had him they had him bring out Clinton rape victims last time. Yeah, that was that was good. So, Style points. So Shit. These are people. I mean, Terry just said in the chat, but like this is someone he's good friends with him, Hillary, Bill, like these people are friends. And they're just like, nope, well, you have to bring them out. You got to bring out the rape victims. Like the shit that's going to be going on, the circus that it's become. I mean, Biden could die on that stage, man. We have no idea what's going to happen. I could I could see that happening. Awesome. And then basically accuse Trump of killing fucking Biden with, with his words. <laughs> Literal hate speech. Or this is, this is something just kind of way off script. But there's like this, uh, there's this Israeli cybersecurity firm called Cyber Reason. And for like the last year, they've been running these doomsday election scenarios. And there's been a lot of talks lately about with the coronavirus postponing and all this stuff. So like I'd be just ready for a shakeup around November on what you're normally used to in a presidential election. Oh, yeah. Because if there's if they're still pushing social distancing, if they're still put the debates aren't going to be the same. So you can't think about how it went down in 2016. If they're going to be doing like Zoom shit, it won't have the same effect as it would uh you know an actual debate on stage with somebody oh my god you're right it's going to be a fucking live stream hosted by somewhere someone where we have two webcams it's going to be fucking internet blood sports but with donald trump and fucking (laughs) biden no i'm full i'm full uh in support of that by the way but i don't know alaska to host it get baked alaska to host it man (laughs) that would be a good time yeah, I'm just saying people got to be prepared for this stuff is nothing is going to be what we're used to with uh, the normal cycle around November. They're going to switch a lot of stuff up. Yeah, we have to prepare for this to be the normal for like at least a year, if not longer. Like most people are like, oh, OK, maybe they'll change something in a month. No, like this is they're pushing. This is our life now. And as long as we're going to put up with it, that's how long we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, but anyway, did you did you hear that Microsoft is making a move to buy TikTok after consulting with Trump? They made sure yeah, to ask was, him first. It was funny because I was talking to you 
And like you brought it up and I go, yeah, I really don't know a lot about the TikTok thing, but I'm assuming they're just going to weasel their way in where it's like, oh, no, no. Well, because we're so worried about China. The, the, the main thing is, right, they're worried about the Chinese giving away data because if it's a Chinese company, they're sharing the uh, the data with the government and they don't want the Chinese government using this app to as a surveillance tool, basically. Mm-hmm. They use everything as a surveillance tool. Every country, any app, uh, I mean, all of these things are used. Uh, Every intelligence agency is getting their hands on information somehow. I do know there is like this one, something that was passed in China where like you literally have to give the government the information. Like, it's not like they have to come in and ask or anything like that. It's like, I think it's called the national intelligence law, but it's like, and not that you must only share the data, like that's guaranteed that you're already doing it. But if you do do it, when you do it, you have to keep secrecy about it as well. I see. I see. That reminds me of when uh, Kiwi Farms got in what like, a fucking tussle, a tussle with uh, New Zealand and they had ordered him to like hand over a bunch of personal information. And his email to them is one of my favorite emails of all time. He said, like, fuck your joke of a country. You do not have the right to yeah. this information. It was it was the moment where I respected that guy, by the way, Josh. Yeah, that was uh, Christchurch, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was New Zealand. Yeah, I remember that. That was a ballsy uh, yeah. move. I, I, I didn't see, uh, I think the U.S. government made a similar request. I don't know what his response was, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't the same response. I wouldn't have given that one either, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was better than Gab's. Here, just take it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll give we'll give it to you before you even ask. Well, here's here's all our DMs. Just come check us out. Like, see, uh, we but, stand behind yeah. Trump, and we're willing to help conservatives folks fbi has access to all of our dms at any time they need it's like that thanks free speech platform gab um but like yeah they're really worried about tiktok being a spying device if you have a cell phone in front of you it's spying on you right right now it's recording me right now that you're watching this on it's watching all of these things are watching you constantly it's the fact that it's the big bad chinese you don't hear them coming out ever and talk about, uh, let's say, someone like uh, Israeli's NSO, which is like they're the, the shadowy firm that that builds spyware. To, they hacked WhatsApp to get into iPhones, or you know, no one cares that they had surveillance tools set up near the White House, or that um, I mentioned that company Cyber Reason that was running the the election doomsday simulations. Like they work on. Uh, White House cybersecurity. So they don't when it's a, you know, a great ally like Israel. But if it's something to do with big bad China or big bad Russia, oh, they're going to spy on you. They're going to do all this stuff. It's already happening. But they're going so to hack the election, David. Move it to, all they're going to do is move it to Microsoft. So it's just in how it has the United States Corporation name on it, where they're the ones spying on you. This stuff's still going to be shared with China. They still have access to the data if it's their company. So nothing's going to change from this. It, but it's, again, if you would have said this when the nurses were dancing, it was just like, fuck TikTok, take it off the app store. Like, that would have been a better way to handle it. Not three months later, give a half-assed statement that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look into it, see what we can do. We're going to get Microsoft like, uh, to provide for us instead. As if that change, yeah, as if it changes anything at all. It's just a different hand, uh, you know, I'll try not to be use that imagery. Uh, it's just another, oh man, there's just no way of, of saying it. Just another person fucking you. 
Yeah. Uh, and I guess I guess one of the reasons that they're they're worried. I, I mean, number one is like they, they don't want China to get this information. But I guess there's like a lot of stuff with the app that's very easy to get in. Like say on iPhone, like you can get in through reading your clipboard and then get in through other apps. But so many apps have these backdoor tools to, to gain data through your phone. So, again, let people do their stupid lip syncing videos. I really don't give a shit. I, I say throw the fucking book at them. They are really annoying, but like, if it's not this app, it's another one that's coming. Yeah, yeah, it'll only be a matter of time. Uh, but ACLU, yeah, the ACLU banning an app like TikTok. This is this is ACLU. Remind you, reminder chat that we've been dealing with uh, tech tyranny for like the last five years, and only now that TikTok was getting banned at ACLU, the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, peek their fucking head over over the horizon and go oh wait a minute that's in violation of our american civil liberties only now all, all of the fucking sudden so here is this banning an app like tiktok which millions of americans use to communicate with each other is a danger to free expression and technologically impractical <laughs> oh that's that's great thanks american civil liberties union really coming through here in the fucking clutch again like this is just and it's the aclu you can't trust them they've been co-opted and hijacked so many times like from a from a bit from a thing that used to be actually standing up for actual civil liberties like every once in a while you'll see the aclu come out with something about the patriot act or the department of homeland security and like it's just a lawyer that works for them giving you a straight mundane no fluff or opinion facts about something yeah but now in the social media age it's all fucking okay well we want to side with this for this reason but they would never stand up for an app that protected maybe a so-called white supremacist or whatever you would want to call it. they would never protect that app they would never make sure that thing's protected yeah it's but never now, about uh about actual principle it's always about ideology every single time the last part of it technologically impractical i mean they're basically right about that they are like, right yeah they're gonna circumvent if, if you say like okay we're gonna remove them from the app store if, it, if it's still a majority in china but like they've already made their roots in the u.s they have like a thousand employees here they're they're bumping it up to ten thousand uh an ex huge executive at Disney is running things in the U.S. for them. They're already working on merging it to have almost like not majority shares, but a large amount of shares coming from the U.S. So it'll be a Chinese slash United States business. Like it's too late. If you wanted to do this, it would have been in the beginning. Yeah. So it's just another meaningless gesture meant to. Uh, I don't. I think it was intended just to get people to rage against TikTok a little bit. I don't think anything's going to come of this. I don't, you know, this shit happens saw, all the time. So Nick Fuentes was tweeting furiously about TikTok. Here, here's something, guys. Don't use TikTok. It's no reason for you to be on it if you're a functioning adult. Well, you don't want to check out Boogie2988's latest TikTok? Did not know he was on there. Now that you said that, I will open yeah. my account and check it out right now. Yeah, let me know what you come up with. <laughs> All right, so we've got about half an hour left, and I feel like that is the proper amount of time that would be needed to go over the latest Patreon victory lawsuit. Patreon oh, loses, completely fuck. blown the fuck out, guys. It's fucking over for Patreon. They're up against the ropes. Owen Benjamin, Big Bear, comes down to the fucking ring, suplex him, drop, gives him the jackhammer like Goldberg, and then he, and then 
Lauren Southern, Sargon of Akkad, slide out from underneath the ring with steel fucking chairs right across these guys' heads. Right across it. Patreon is done. It is over. Fuck, stick a fork in it. It's done. Over. Gone. Everybody move to Subscribestar. All of those people. By the way, I would hate to be one of these people with like two, maybe two thousand or more dollars. Hell, any amount of money really on Patreon. Suppose they go down. Do you think that anybody is going to recover 100% of their patron supporters and move them over to Subscribestar? That's not going to happen. People like uh, Dick Masterson or Red Letter Media, this could potentially fuck their entire program. So this has long-reaching implications, I think. This will uh, change the entire way tech works. And more than that is my opinion that uh, this will lead to tech becoming more uh, what's the word strict with their policies and more strict with their legal arbitration yeah so i i just, I, do I just want to give a cab i, I want to give a caveat before anything is said no one gives a fuck about patreon yeah no fuck one's patreon up, no one's sticking up for patreon we have to have a serious talk about the fucking slew of youtubers some of these assholes are coming out with to prove their point it's really strange we have the quartering we have tim pool we have sticks x and hammer 666 on the edge because i didn't watch (laughs) the video but (laughs) but people have told me Ricada can can fall in line where they all are making the same exact video, the same exact title. They all make the same exact points, and they all omit the same exact things. Did you notice they that are, nobody's covering the extortion all, allegations? No, oh, hold, hold on, Sorry, hold, hold on one second. And and they're all using Mike Cernovich as their source for all of this. Who is close to Vox Day? Mm-hmm. Went to Italy with him. They hang out with Milo. Everybody we're mentioning, every name we've mentioned so far, including when he mentioned Sargon and Lauren Southern, are all pieces of shit. So if these are your sources, if these are the people you're coming to me with, I don't really. I'm not going to fucking listen to you. No one cares about Patreon. The fact of the matter is, Owen Benjamin is not standing up on some fucking mountain, looking down on Bertaria and saying, I'm going to stand up for free speech and take down big... This is for big tech censorship, guys. Owen Benjamin doesn't care. Owen Benjamin does not believe in free speech. He's proven this many times, and he said that verbally. Also, all Owen Benjamin ever wanted out of this was a big fat settlement from the beginning. He didn't get that settlement. He went to say directly to his fans, hey guys, can we raise $2 million? It sounds like Owen just needs money. Let's get into what they said happened, and then we'll get into what really happened. Yeah, so we'll play a little bit of this uh, quarter pounder clip here. And look at them. Look at how they're the acting. It's it's just it's a strange thing to run as a victory, right? Now, I know we were saying the vic- the lawsuit's over, you know, it's done. I, but I was playing it up a bit because people have unironically come to me saying, "Hey, you were wrong about the lawsuit. The Bears won. It's over. It's done." And I go, "Where the fuck is anyone getting this from? I'm following this. The arbitration's over, but the but the case hasn't been uh, heard. There are still two more scheduled court dates, and they just switched judges." So we should be very we we should be very clear. What happened was lawsuit. Owen two times before the proceedings even happened tried to contact the uh, lawyers on the other side and come to an agreement or 
basically stop it before it started. Then they made two serious requests, one for $2.2 million and then one for $3.5 million paid directly to Owen Benjamin for a settlement. Patreon said no. And they made the choice to jump into arbitration and start this whole process. And at the end of that round of it, the judge denied their injunction and said, now you have to pay somewhere between $3,000 and $10,000 per each defendant or each bear. So six of them. So at most, Patreon has to pay 690000 in fees. This is not money directly going into anybody. There's nothing recoverable in this. No one's making any money. So if you think Owen Benjamin cares about the moral or ethics or the free speech aspect that this could end up playing if more people sue them, he doesn't. All he wanted was the initial uh, settlement. If he follows ass backwards into something where they're going to try to praise him as a free speech hero, he'll take it because mm-hmm. it could bring more, more viewers to him. It could be more people he can milk out of money. He never wanted this. What does he get out of this, guys? It, are any rules changing on any of the sites? Are any uh, rules changing on Patreon themselves where they can't kick you off right now? Nope. Was there ever is- a request made to change some of the rules and make it more clear? Has uh- there been any request to unban people? Okay. Well, you see what I mean? Like, it seems obvious that the intention, at least it's obvious to me, is that he was trying to line his pockets. And yeah, a lot of these people do this. And a lot of, it's funny, a bunch of these people, if you were to say this to like the quartering or Tim Pool, they'd be like, so what? You know what? You're not allowed to make money? As if that's the issue here. Uh, But all of these people have remained silent on the allegations of that Patreon was making that uh, Owen was attempting to extort them. None of them seem to even bring up the $3 million or the $3.5 million. Just a detail they omitted and all of them omitted it. It was very strange to see all of these creators walking with the same fucking script just like we see on mainstream news. And my bullshit detector is going off, folks, like crazy. And I've said this before, all of these internet personalities are are in a big club they're all connected to each other and they all do ops to like to push certain ideas and and and, you know omit certain ones and maybe my tinfoil hat's on a little too tight but you know milo is connected to just about everybody in the sphere and i'll just tell you i mean from my perspective you have vox day giving cernovich the information now you also had vox day was going to go on nick ricada's show tim pool can basically contact anybody tim pool is close to the quartering we learned that when tim Pool's brother came after him. All of these people are connected behind the scenes, and I will not be surprised if you tell me at the end of the day on this, and Wild Smile also pretty much we came to this independently that there's some kind of group chat or some kind of talking points being handed down to certain channels to say certain things and leave out certain points because they can all ride this story. You're getting more views if you just say Patreon's done. Oh, my God. It's over. It's over. You know, go get woke, go broke. Like these are just easy, simple videos to make. We could make these videos. We could just come on and say, oh, Patreon's going to be dead. Let's all have a fucking. I mean, when you watch how the quartering acts and just read the title of his video, all their titles are the same. Like they'll put ha ha or fucking this could change everything. No, it can't change everything. All it can do is the worst case scenario that could happen is that Sargon, Lauren Southern, and a bunch of other people maybe get a class action lawsuit and maybe their case goes the same way Owen Benjamin goes. It's not guaranteed to happen like that. But let's say the worst case scenario, they put Patreon in a situation where they can't pay the money, they file bankruptcy, and Patreon's no longer in existence. That does not change everything. That just moves those people to another monthly subscription pro- uh 
company that they have to use. It changes nothing. Yeah. There's no new rules. There's no protection for creators. There's no uh, guidelines fixed. There, there's no fighting against big tech censorship. You're just removing one company. If, if, if that even happens, I'm just saying their best case scenario, the thing that they're telling you has already happened that hasn't happened. If it does happen, that's not a, that's not really a win. It's yeah. just not a win. And, and I Patreon don't too. I don't yeah. care if they go bankrupt. I yeah. do not care. Fuck Patreon. I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of creators that do care. Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to be affected by this. And like I, I mentioned earlier, nobody like 0% of people are going to get 100% of their patrons to move. In fact, a lot of, uh, one of the things that I've heard people People bring up about Patreon is there are a lot of dead users on there. So people who are just continuously charged even though they don't interact with it anymore. So now that you would move to a fresh place, all of all of these people would be new users. And the other thing, and I didn't really think about this until recently, like just a few moments ago, is when one of these platforms or public, whatever you want to call them, whenever they get banned and, you, and everybody has to move to a different platform, sometimes, right, say it's StreamMe or DLive, there will be a surgence of a, a certain mindset or a certain fan base that will get gorilla prominent. mindset <laughs> so, sort of like that gorilla mindset but what will happen is the fan base will just take over a website and then instead of catering to some weird tech censorship you're now catering to some fucking fragile ego that is trying to run the place like a mafia I, I do want to be uh, clear about one thing because I watched Tim Pool's video, the quarterings video, uh, Sticks's video, and they all omit that Owen Benjamin tried to settle this before it even started, proving that he didn't care if it ever got to this point. It was all about the money. But they omit a lot of other things and they all say the same thing. I'm not too familiar with Owen's content. Oh, I don't know a lot about this. They're very vague about knowing anything about Owen. But I, I do have to be fair to, uh, I, I can't be disingenuous. I made this claim about Nick Ricada that he must have talked to Vox and they, they had a plot behind my back when Vox was making up that he swatted me. And he said, you know, he DM me and said, hey, man, just so you know, I never had a private conversation with him about that. So I, I do have to be fair and say that he did reach out and tell me that the quartering Tim Pool sticks. These people, I cannot say the same for these people. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we made a little bit of noise. We were trying to get his attention. And look, I, we might have come off a, a little insufferable, but, you know, I see a lot of these like hug boxes, hyper hug boxes established on the internet. So I, that was my mindset going in was that, oh, clearly this guy's carrying water for Vox and they're going to like trot out Mike Cernovich or something to push this forward. And I, I hate to be so cynical, but Nick tends to keep to himself. I've noticed for the most part uh, enough that maybe once he realized that this thing was as big as it was that he probably just wanted to very delicately talk about it not necessarily dive deep which i would have really appreciated somebody like himself coming coming in with his you know what he knows uh and giving us his take but by the time we got his take i no longer trusted it or wanted to hear it and exactly yeah. that's how I, that's how i looked at it and like what i was trying to say was listen man you could cover this from the legal angle. Like there's ethics, there's morals, there's like background to this story that if you omit it, 
Like, I just can't trust your take on it. Like, if you don't mention that Owen Benjamin asked for $2.2 million from Patreon, got denied, and then immediately went to his fans and asked for the same amount of money, and you don't think it's about the money, you're pushing it as some big tech censorship win. I mean, let's just let's just go through Sticks, Tim Pool, and the quartering real quick. Like, they all act the same. Like, look how fucking happy he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll bring up the this Tim Pool one in a second. insane to act like this. This is insane to act like this. I mean, I'm sure he's playing it up for the camera a little bit, but uh, I don't but yeah. think so. You don't think so? That's like a natural fat fuck, uh, annoying nerd. What he would do? You know, I it, think he's genuinely this happy that Patreon could. He's going to tell you they're done in his head. Patreon's dead, and this is how he reacts. If you told me Patreon's dead, I'd be like, oh, okay. And it's like Ooh. kind of a so what? Yeah, it's I don't not, know why he's so scorned by them. You know, it would make sense if it was Sargon or Lauren Southern because they did, you know, affect their game a little bit. But I don't know. Was the quartering banned from Patreon? Dude, I don't know what the quartering was banned from or what this fucking guy's done. But I haven't trusted. I, I've never trusted him. He's he doesn't have trustworthy eyes. He looks like something's off in his head. But when he covered that Tim Pool story with his brother and the way he one sided with Tim Pool on that thing. You know, understand it. These people have large channels with large audiences and they make a lot of money. So I understand not trying to uh, go against the grain on something. It's, again, they're very, very simple, easy videos to make, guys. Yeah. And you know, get woke. I get broke. Any, right. You, 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 made, you made the point. Get me Mymology's channel. Oh, man. Yeah. It's probably look the lowest at channels, video, the channel I've ever seen. Look at these channels that constantly, every day, do the same shit. It will go broke. Look at this leftist company that did this one thing, and now look at them. They have to pay this. It's like, yeah, dude, we got it. Yeah, the only other people besides ourselves. Yeah, the only other people that I saw cover the lawsuit at all fairly was uh, this week at Nectar with like PPP Godwinson. I forget who else was on that episode, but. It was strange to me, and I knew I, I was like, all right, I, I called this right because I feel that the only people with a trustworthy opinion is is Godwinson and the guy who showed his asshole on stream me. You know, it's just kind of a weird timeline to be in where all of these respected, reputable YouTube personalities are just such obvious, full of shit hacks. And, uh, you know, the, starf the Starfish Prince is the one that uh, is going to lead us into the promised land. Fucking weird time to be alive. Yeah, Sticks and Hammer put his video title, Patreon has to pay the legal bills of Owen Benjamin. Number one, that's not true. No. They have to pay the arbitration fees up to a certain amount of money for Owen Benjamin's fans. They had to pay every single legal bill. That'd be a whole different um, ruling on the case. So if if say that it was like 10000 per person and those people spent 20000 a piece, they're still on the hook for $10,000. It, it's just, and then he added, who sued them? Ha ha ha. Like, they're just so happy and so fucking, they're so joyful about taking down this company. But it's like, they always cry about canceling. But as soon as they get their chance to do it to this company, and again, fuck the company. I want these people to be faceless corporations that aren't leaning political or care about whatever you say as long as you don't threaten to kill somebody or the normal stuff that's how i want my uh you know payment processor processor to be but like this just isn't the case with them they see they see blood in the water they mm -hmm. take down patreon but they have no they have no 
outlook on what's next. Okay, so a bunch of people lose their access to making that money every month. And I'm not, cha- I'm not saying me. I have like five Patreons. I'm saying channels that rely on this for their lifeline because they've been demonetized or PayPal's fucking removed them or Patreon's all they got left for now. Right. Uh, somebody that comes to mind so, like, is you're, Red you're, Letter Media, right? Like they have employees. I think there's at least half a dozen people that work there. Like that's their livelihood. If Patreon goes down, I mean, they can sh- they still, you know, kill it on YouTube with millions of views, but that's their consistent money that comes in. You can't depend on ad revenue on YouTube. It, it'll be gone the next fucking day. But and also and and if they kick and and say Sargon and poor Lauren Southern get together and they get more of them and it's a class action and eventually Patreon's gone, that has nothing to do with Owen. That's not what he wanted done. He just wanted the money. But say they do get that done, all that happens is you just have to move to a you have to find another payment monthly payment process. I'm just gonna call them a payment processor. I know that they're just basically a subscription service, whatever. That are also gonna have a terms of service that can also remove you whenever they want. So this is not a win against big tech censorship. Let's just be very clear on that. It's no sort of victory at all. It's just that people who are tied up in a lawsuit currently are going to have some of it paid for them. That's it. It's not a it's not a victory of a lawsuit. It's round one is complete and they and yes, the Bears did win went round one. Well done. But you know, there's a thing to be said about could- hubris and overconfidence and pride cometh before the fall. And I would like people to remi- remind themselves of that. And it could still be sued there there's no like language that's been written that patreon can't come back and sue them for say something like extortion or sue them for um these um these being frivolous like it's just it's there was one person i saw cover it that brought up these points but yeah let's uh let's just hear like a few seconds of like each of these people covering this shit all right we'll tune into uh tim pool action against them oh okay okay so they were prepared so then on the first their, their tos and and, the, and guess what the, t- the the new term said that if you stay on this platform then you agree to the terms yeah which is like unenforceable right so then on the sixth apparently they filed arbitration claims patreon tried arguing they have to pay the costs according to the terms of the website they argued no we don't because we're our you know we're, we're making claims against you based on the terms as we signed up so the reason i wanted to chime in real quick is because Everyone's focusing on the arbitration because that's the victory that they can run around, lionize their supporters, say, look at me, I'm a free speech warrior. But they don't talk about the whole lawsuit and what's being alleged in the lawsuit because the lawsuit hasn't even been heard by a judge yet. But they're still calling it a win. And what's frustrating is that it feels very controlled. It feels very directed and scripted to me. I can't shake that feeling that everyone's focused only on one detail. And then when you bring up the other details, they go, oh, well, I haven't heard about it. Well, apparently you became familiar with it enough to make a fucking video about it. But you don't know about the rest of the lawsuit or what it's alleging. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know about Owen's content. Uh, They'll frame it in this like political thing and like, I can't even make the point, but what Owen was saying had nothing to do with politics on why he was kicked off of uh, Patreon. Like, it just, it was one of those things any of us could say and probably would say. And if someone said your video has been taken down, you would be like, yeah, I get that. I get why they did that. We don't want the censorship, but we understand they have these rules in place already. And another thing that they're focusing on. The torture Patreon's already changed their terms. Sorry. Uh, dude, that's just his favorite word. I know, I know. He that's why I had to say me. it. Ox Day personally told me he was going to sue me interfering with his business. He told me this. 
he told all his fans this. He put my real name out and he said, I'm I'm doxing David, blah, 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 for torturous interfering in my business. We're going to garnish his wages. So they, they say a lot of shit and they use this term a lot. Um, but. Yeah, it's just not. All, but Patreon's already changed their terms of service, so we already saw the effect that this lawsuit had. You've made a subscription service be more stringent, and you have no recourse now. So, thanks. Yeah, well done, buddy. Big win, big win. Let's tune into the quarter. Oh man, that's that's a word I've never fucking said before until right now. Let's yeah, check let's, out what the quartering saying. You just have to watch the first 30 seconds or the first five seconds of the quarterings video to realize no matter what way this way, what way this thing goes, you can't ever, ever trust these fucking people. See, this one's on Susan. Susan's fucking this one up. I'll be loading here in the second chat. I, I, while we have a minute, I would just like to remind everyone to appreciate the uh, stature and good hygiene that the quartering decided to present himself on camera with today i mean this oh, guy's doing like five this guy's doing like five videos a day just wakes up oh my god i can't even look at it man it's so disgusting and disingenuous but like he's not taking a shower his wife's just gotta be living through hell they don't have any kids right of course they don't i hope not um but like he doesn't you can just tell he does it well she but, has kids but he doesn't if you pick up what i'm putting down no f of course yeah <laughs> all right well uh we'll play this out for a second uh couple, trigger warning minority chat. kids <laughs> I, that's what i was thinking yeah maybe maybe from a couple of different folks uh, oh you just love to see it smash like if you love to see it when you love to see censorship blow up in the face of silicon valley companies going to love watching this story blow up in their face when when it turns the other fucking direction and they just pretend not to know oh i don't know what's going on in that lawsuit i wasn't paying attention one but again sorry again like it's not really censorship blowing up in the face it, it's it's their terms of service and the way they worded things that blew up in their face yep there's no this isn't protecting anyone from being censored if anything it makes it future. worse if they go we want everybody back on this site you know they you know and they got everybody unbanned that'd be a win against censorship because you uncensored somebody 80 percent of arbitration cases end in uh, settlements that's what they were hoping for they did not get that so the next best thing was to take the win in this arena get them to pay part of the arbitrage the arbitration fees up to ten thousand for 69 or 72 people that's where we're at so anyone saying it's going to cost patreon millions of dollars they're lying to you anyone saying it's over they're lying to you anyone leaving any information out is lying to you and most likely being a script directly through vox day through mike cernovich's acting acting as his proxy and mike cernovich has a lot of uh would you say experience in this field he has a lot of experience in this field because he's acted as a proxy for someone like alan dershowitz to unseal documents in the jeffrey epstein case to hurt epstein victims so they're all a fucking and of vipers man they're just all disingenuous vile pieces of shit and this guy can't even shower before he streams i have the decency if i'm showing myself on camera at least be presentable i mean look at you man I'd be ashamed of myself if I let myself become him. 
Yeah, man. I, my, I have a beard, but like I trim this motherfucker every day, sometimes twice a day. Uh, I just like to look good, you know? And I'm not even an incredibly, like, I'm not saying I'm a super good looking guy, but I like to look clean cut, you know? I like to look clean. Especially if it's I was going like you're saying you, it sounded like you're saying you were good looking. Uh, I, I, okay, I'm not unattractive. I'll say that, but, uh, <laughs> but I will say that uh, there is some pride in trying to look good. You know, like holding yourself well, and you feel better as a result. It's like that. It's like you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. It's like an old Deion Sanders. Hell yeah! Uh, quote. Hell yeah! And who am I? You know, he's clearly the greatest baseball player that ever lived. So. I'm sorry. No, that was Michael Jordan. My bad. No, Dan Sanders is like a two-sport athlete. Oh, okay. Cornerback uh, for like the Cowboys, but also played baseball. Oh, like I didn't know that. Athlete. I was trying to make a joke. That's cool. Like a lot of people give Michael Jordan shit for trying to do other other stuff. Man, he he is the master of baseball or basketball. I don't blame him for trying other shit out <laughs> at all. Like it, once you once you finished something, it's like all right, it's time to move on. Oh, I suck at golf. Oh well. No. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so yeah, we could bring up the Leonard French video. I am, I'm mostly unfamiliar with Leonard French, although I do appreciate that he wears a uh, quirky hat. Loading up right now. I guess we're going to be inundated with recording for a little bit longer, folks. Yeah, this has got to be made into something as uh, as well. Okay, so this is like magic, the card fucking gathering. I mean, he's an adult surrounded by Super Mario games and shit, like... I do have video games up uh, stuff in my house, but it's all like I, I printed out a bunch of like pulp posters that are, are video games, but they're done in style of like old like 1920s pulp. They're fucking cool. But I, I have done here. I have a bunch of nerdy shit in my house, but it has like an adult like twist to it. You know, like you, you walk in the house, and you go, oh, an adult lives here. Um, I think I had a timestamp on that one. You, you did. And I have it ready preliminary injunction it is so ordered the honorable ethan p shulman san francisco superior court which which is the right it's, it's the correct outcome like the doordash case they made their bed and they must now lay in it they wanted to deny class actions they wanted to deny court review they wanted to deny jury trials and now they have 72 pending arbitrations against them. It will probably not be millions of dollars in arbitration fees, but there's a couple steps here where Patreon will have to pay at each step along the way. They'll be required to make an initial payment to Jams in order to initiate the arbitration from Patreon's side. So yes, the Owen Benjamin patrons initiated the arbitration, but once their side is taken care of, Patreon will be required to make the payment of whatever is due to get started. Then once the parties obtain an arbitrator, they will have each arbitrator has a list of fees and there have to be a basic deposit on those fees. By the time you get done with this, you're already at five or $10,000. So yes, if the arbitrator lets these cases go beyond a preliminary matter or an initial dismissal kind of thing, I expect that there will probably be several thousand dollars in fees for each one of these things. Could Patreon then recover for frivolous lawsuits? They're going to try. I don't see why they wouldn't try. 
yes, there's a provision in there that says that under California law, you can't recover when the consumer loses. But I'm not sure if there's an exception in there for bad faith lawsuits or frivolous lawsuits. I'm not sure that the Owen Benjamin fans have a great case or a bad case. I, I haven't seen the individual claims. But my initial reaction is that they can't recover from Patreon just because Patreon banned Owen Benjamin. I don't think that's the way it works, with or without the language changes in the terms of service that Patreon did on January 1st. I don't think they're, the Owen Benjamin fans are going to be able to recover anything. The question then becomes, can Patreon go back the other direction, say, these were filed frivolously, these people knew that they weren't going to win, but they filed anyway, uh, there might be something uh, to recover from. And the and the language in the terms of service says that there can be, there may be a recovery possibility, not shall be denied recovery. So that's probably going to hurt Patreon a little bit. I'm not exactly sure what their annual revenue is or how much money they have in the bank. Maybe they can afford a million dollars. They're a couple years old. They have a lot of very, very large patrons on their platform. Uh, we actually have an alternative platform. Um, Sponsus.org is a platform that was created by right, one I think of that's our... Good. That was uh, Leonard French. Uh, I, I'd say that that's the mo a more thorough uh, look at it than I've seen from anybody else. So, uh, you know, good shout, uh, shout out to uh, Leonard French. I think he did, gave it a fair shake. Like, just a real fair down the middle, like, didn't, like clap when he heard the the results he just kind of went through it one by one I, um, I was waiting for it i thought you included it because he had a moment of hackery and i was pleasantly surprised in saying hey leonard french gave it a fair shake uh yeah well done gold star for leonard french damn that was a fucking that we did perfectly time that to the uh to the last minute there 